That's my favorite Joe Biden clip. Soda. I didn't realize he's saying Minnesota, Minnesota first, but usually people clip it at soda. What gives me life in the morning? Soda. soda. <laughs> First listing on the on the docket this morning. Mm. Drew Brees is the spokesman mm-hmm. for one points bet sports betting platform. Mm. Points bet sports book. Famously connected to Allen Iverson as well. Yes. Uh, they they have strongly gone the way of celebrity and specifically athlete endorsements. Athlete? Mm. Uh, to what? <laughs> Keep going. To advertise for their company. So one of the things that I saw this week was that during shooting of a points bet commercial mm-hmm. set in some foreign place. Um, Venezuela. Drew Brees. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. No problem. Uh, That's what I'm here for. Drew Brees uh, was videotaped getting struck by lightning. And mm. people were seriously concerned about his health. There weren't any statements. There was one statement tweeted by PointsBet specifically that said, you know, we understand that there are questions. We're in touch with his know, people. We are. Yeah, we're doing everything we can. All that kind of good stuff. So people are already starting to like eulogize Drew Brees. I saw highlight clips that were being tweeted of remember him as he was. Oh, and if not, my eyes roll yeah. any harder. They're gonna and pop I'm like, my okay, face. you know, we don't know anything yet. Obviously, um, turns out points bet then tweeted a um, advertisement of Drew Brees waking up uh, in the back of an ambulance and he's mm. like, wow, here I am in Venezuela, uh, the place where lightning strikes all the time. And I'm here to tell you that points bet is offering free lightning, lightning bets, bets to all the. That's in poor taste, is it not? Oh, I, I, I don't th- I don't think it's in poor taste. I think it's just corny as hell. Like um, put it on the poll. Should we force Drew Brees to get struck by lightning for real? I think they should. Because, I mean, think about it. We're talking about it. Well, I mean, we are. We have said points bet more than they should have paid us for. Correct. And I would be remiss if I didn't also plug my vet bet, which mm. is also running uh, lightning deals, <laughs> free lightning bets, uh, grounding bets, the oh, opposite of lightning. That's that's right. Uh, they're grounded bets, which means you're guaranteed to win them. So that's the say that <laughs> that's the company <laughs> that's going to pay us the money to say it. But yeah, here we are talking about him. I guess it works, but at the same time, is it not in poor taste? Like he's I would if I was Drew Brees, I would never walk outside during a thunderstorm from here on <laughs> out cuz I mean, not only it's just tempting are fate. you taking the money from points bet. You're also then tempting fate to say, <laughs> "Wouldn't it be funny if I got struck by lightning?" Like it's not often you get to see what would happen if some tragic event were to happen to you. 
Uh, Drew Brees got a glimpse of it this week. See, I don't think getting struck by lightning looks like that, though. I think it's like, boom, gone on the ground. That's it. Like the video that they initially was initially leaked. And I don't know who's doing the leaking here. Like are points bets people saying, oh, hey, I got a video for TMZ of Drew Brees getting struck by lightning. And then TMZ runs with it. Like who's doing the leaking here? Because I just saw from some like random person on Twitter and it was a grainy video. You could kind of see Drew Brees in front of a camera, and then boom, there's a big flash of what, light. What tipped me off is that you know, like in like fake, fake tragedy movies or videos, the the, the camera shaking doesn't look real. I don't know if that's just me. The camera, it, it looks like they put the camera shake in after the fact. Okay, it's too smooth because they want you to see everything. Mm. So, um, like, because normally when you're freaking out, it's usually like. Like you can't see, yeah, absolutely anything. Like, Normally, when lightning strikes five feet from you, you're you drop steady as a rock. Yeah, I, like I, I guess <laughs> the, I didn't catch on to that, but I, I don't know. This was it seemed in poor taste to take a celebrity that you you know you're paying you're paying for their endorsement and their audience, um, but you're taking them and basically saying let's fake your death and that will draw attention. Um, that said, is points bet in a bad place? Like, are they just no. hemorrhaging money at this point? I know. I think it seems like a last ditch effort. Also, <laughs> I don't think it seemed last ditch. I think this is like it's the whole like saying like any press is good press. Like, is any pre- put that on the poll? Is any press good press? Absolutely. And it's up to you to decide if it's good or not. Like Drew Brees, it, maybe it's because it's Drew Brees, and I don't necessarily care deeply about Drew Brees. You know. But if it was like Nick Foles or shut your mouth, a a quarterback we care about, right? (laughs) Would we feel differently about him, you know, advertising in this way? Um, maybe I don't know. I what they should have done is like Drew Brees is like, oh, I got another scar on my cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, like that's what I would have done. But I don't know. It's whatever. It's 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 guerrilla marketing. Yeah, they probably paid the guy who posted it the first time. Yeah, I don't think it was leaked or anything. I think it was all planned. And here's the thing was was the follow up was incredibly cheesy. Oh, Drew Brees dusted in like the fakest looking black makeup to make it look like he was really struck. Like dude, and then he got out of the ambulance and got struck again by fake lightning. Uh And it was like it almost looked like in Looney Tunes when somebody gets struck by lightning and you can see their skeleton, that's what they went with. That yeah. was the that imaging. That's exactly what they did. They went with. That's like the TikTok said, like, oh man. Yeah. Ridiculous. Kills me. And then they turn back and it's a skeleton. And he falls over. <laughs> so that's how we'll start the show. Welcome in. This is episode 85 of the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Wow. That was a rare sports intro. Yeah, it was. Well, I listen. It's a sports, sports podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Sports pop culture like Venn diagram yes. right in the middle. But. I, and I try to hit it. Um, I don't love going deep into one or the other, but I I try to find that Venn diagram. Is there a quite name for often. that? I mean, other than just the overlap. Oh my gosh. I don't know. All right. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> this whole time I've been looking at videos of people getting struck by lightning. Why? Because do I just want to s- see what getting struck by lightning looks like. It looks like it, Looney Tunes no, where they it get a literally g- 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 looks like the smallest bomb that goes <laughs> off inside of you, oh. not inside of you, like on top of your head. And Sometimes then, you survive. Uh, anyway, let's talk about some football that actually was played this weekend because college football finds itself in a unbelievably difficult spot. Mm. Um, now. 
I don't love talking about things that when you hear this, you'll already know what happens and you'll be like, oh, everything they're talking about is inconsequential. But I do want to just bring your attention to, uh, I guess, the debate or the, you know, a debate that's happening currently. Um, walking in to championship weekend, you had some teams playing. It's the rare, rare college football weekend where you have some teams playing, some teams not. Uh, depending on how their season went. Yeah. Um, so you had walking in Georgia, number one in the country. They're going to be playing in the SEC championship game. Uh, Michigan, number two in the country. They would be playing in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, number three, you have TCU. They would be playing in the Big 12 championship game. And then you have number four, USC, who would be playing in the Pac-12 championship game. So all four of your playoff teams obviously have garnered the right to play in their respective championship games. Mm -hmm. After that, you have Ohio State, who did not make it to the Big Ten championship game, so they would be watching from home. Because they lost to? Uh, Michigan. Nice. Uh, and then you also had Alabama, who was number six in the country. They were watching from home as the SEC championship game was being played in Georgia. So that's kind of the, your, your top six. Well, of course, the college football thing that was bound to happen happened. Uh, and you have Georgia take care of business, Michigan take care of business because they're the better teams. Then you get to TCU and USC. TCU drops the first game of the season they've lost. They drop this game against Kansas State. You know, Kansas State, no slouch by any means, but... Yeah. They're, they're definitely 10, 10 ranked. Well, ranked now 10. they're 10th. They, they were now? 13th last night. They were? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. The ratings went out pretty quick. So the AP poll gets published Sunday morning. So we have mm. the AP poll to kind of clutch to right now. But the college football playoff committee happens Monday night. So we will see what happens with that. But all that to be said, Kansas State, no slouch, but they upset TCU, a game TCU is favored to win a game that TCU probably knew we win this, we're in this, uh, and, and they drop it anyway. USC playing in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah gets bodied. I mean, mm. they were dismantled. From the beginning, uh, they could not deal with Utah's physicality. They lose that game, and now you have a situation where three and four of your four playoff teams have now lost an extra game but now have shown that, you know, they're maybe not as perfect as we all thought. Hmm. So going in now, we have a situation where we know who one and two are. One and two are Georgia and Michigan. Yes, sir. The winner of the SEC, the winner of the Big Ten. But now three and four are totally up in the air. And you have four, maybe five teams in there that you could, you know, generally say, okay, I could see, you know, these teams in there. And they are, you know, TCU, USC, those two teams. You have Alabama and Ohio State, and then you also have Tennessee, who was no slouch all season. Yep. So wow. Most no. go ahead. I was just say the ratings are are there right now. Most people have the consensus that Ohio State deserves to get in, even though they had the embarrassing loss against Michigan, and that was a home game, by the way. Yeah. But most people think, okay, they should probably get in. So then it becomes, all right, who do you pick? USC kind of, you know, it's a two-loss Pac-12 team, maybe not as respectable as an SEC or a Big 12. Okay, so they're out of there. Then it becomes, 
Is it TCU? Is it Alabama? Is it the team who's eighth in strength of schedule? Is it the team who's first in strength of schedule? The team with one loss or the team with two losses? Hmm. You know, TCU's one loss was against the 13th ranked team in overtime in a championship game. Alabama's two losses both happened on the last play of the game. They lost two games by a combined four points. And they were to the 7th ranked team and the 11th ranked team. So who do you put through in that situation, in that scenario? Are you asking me? Yes. I mean, me, notorious Alabama hater, says let TCU and the Hypnotoads go through. Okay. So that's what I say. All right, Sydney. Alabama or TCU is the question? Correct. Or Dark Horse third choice. Tennessee, yeah. Well, I'd <laughs> I pick mean, Tennessee in that choice, honestly, but uh, TCU. Okay. So we got two horned frogs yeah. on Hip- the show. Hypnotoads now. <laughs> Hypnotoads. Um, I'm telling you right now that what's probably going I to know happen, what's gonna happen is that TCU will probably get them. Oh, really? I thought they were going to be like, oh, it's time for Nick Saban time. What should happen is that college football should just lean into what's going to happen. A play-in? They should just <laughs> lean into, get Alabama in there, make it two SEC teams, make it two Big Ten teams, because okay. starting uh, next year, we're going to have that anyway, where you're going to have Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, you're going to have USC, UCLA go to the Big Ten, and this is what's going to be every year. It's mm-hmm. going to be two Big Ten, two SEC, unless you get an undefeated champion of the Big 12 or the Pac-12, whatever. But Alabama, after watching what we watched yesterday, you cannot tell me that Alabama is not a top four football program in the country. Oh, they, I think they certainly are. I'm just tired of seeing them in the and college football playoffs. And that is a fair opinion to have. They have never it's the not last, made this It's the this last playoff. four-team playoff. Yeah. Let them sit out of it. They'll be back next year. Everyone knows they're going to be in it for the next 50 years. And you know, but here's the thing. If Nick you Saban will be 108, if you exclude them from this playoff, yeah, unless Georgia goes on and wins it, there's going to be an asterisk. I, I, I just think that there's some sort of, yeah, well, they did win it in the one year. Alabama wasn't in it. So were there true? You know what I mean? Also with if you would get Alabama in you get the deep south market for football because mm-hmm. there's nothing else in Alabama for football, right? I mean, you could say the Saints, you could say they kind of leak over into Texas or whatever, but I guess if you throw Alabama in there, you get another market because TCU, you don't have to worry about that. Texas has plenty of football, right? Michigan, no one's watching the Lions. Got right. them. Georgia, Atlanta sucks. Ohio, what are you doing? You're going to watch Deshaun Watson this week? No, absolutely exactly. not. No one better watch that game, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Make it the first NFL game in history with zero viewers. <laughs> the only viewers are the people that are there, and I hope no one goes. <laughs> but I, I, I guess the smartest move business-wise is to throw Alabama in there, but I don't want them in there. Yeah. I, I mean, want Nick Saban to watch these playoffs from the couch. And, and here's the thing. When they lost that second game to LSU on the two-point conversion that yeah. was, I, I mean, the ballsiest move you'll, you'll see, uh, they people thought this is it. This is Alabama's done. They they're finished. They're not going to be done. But since then they've won out. 
They have only those two losses to show by a combined, like I said, four points. They have the best strength of schedule. They play in the best conference in America. Mm. Are they not top four? I think you have to put them in there, especially when you... If TCU rolls over Kansas State yesterday, even if TCU wins a close game against Kansas State yesterday, we all think, okay, you know, let them go. They're undefeated. Let's go see what they can do. But now you know that they're not invincible, right? And the only two teams that are, as of right now, are Michigan and Georgia. So wouldn't you just pick the other better two schools? True. Maybe. I'm, I'm also just looking at, like, the bracket setup. Yeah, Michigan's playing Ohio State again in Michigan. Yeah, that, probably. That's lot unless for whatever reason Ohio State's ranked low because in the AP poll Ohio State's four and TCU's three. Correct. P- the, the I AP don't think that's happening. I think it's going to be another Ohio State Michigan game in Michigan. Right in the snow. It'll be great. So the Snowball. AP poll comes out like I said every Sunday morning. So we have mm. that in hand. People have said you know TCU is not going to be punished for the loss they took yesterday. I just don't know how the committee who famously, you know, it's a what have you done for me lately? It's what have you done for me lately? And it's very much so which is stupid. What's your strength of schedule and who are you playing? I I don't think they respect you saw how long it took to get a USC and a TCU even in those spots into the three and Mm. four spots. Now they both lost. I can't imagine like a scenario in which they don't say okay knee-jerk reaction yeah alabama and ohio state are the best two programs out of everybody who's not i was gonna say georgia and yeah tcu's schedule is much harder than ohio state so maybe they do get the nod for the third spot but But then then where does alabama go right ohio state or alabama i'm still probably thinking alabama wins that yeah but who knows uh jeez an interesting college football madness and i think if you're somebody who who like you are, Evan. Um, outside sick, looking in. Yeah, like outside looking in. You're kind of sick of seeing the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the, you know, those you know, blue bloods, as we like to call them, every year. This is exactly what you want. You want as much craziness at the end, mm-hmm. you know, where all these people are losing championships they shouldn't be, and, oh, losses are, you know, coming hand over fist. Yeah. This is what you want. I think I need to eat some crow on college football. A little fun, right? It is a little fun. <laughs> but it helps <laughs> when you're winning, but... yeah. But no, I, I, I like I said last time. I think we talked about this like a year ago. Yeah. With the expanded playoffs, I think that's when it's going to be really good, because because NCAA is hungry for another March Madness. So oh, what's, what's better than January Madness? Right. Um. So maybe I'll maybe I'll get a little dive a little deeper next year too. Well, and I mean if every you, year when we get to this twelve playoff, twelve team playoff, and it's going to be fantastic yeah it's no longer going to be who are the top four the top four are going to be the people getting the buy they're not even going to see action in that first week i think the top two should get the buy you're going to see alabama (laughs) you're going to see tulane tulane would sneak into the playoff Um, penn state might do something tennessee penn state all these like more markets (laughs) i'm in for that but if it's just top four i don't know how you put tcu over alabama uh right now true in terms of who they've recruited, how they've been playing since those two losses by a combined four points mm. uh, against better competition the entire year. Uh, I don't know. Um, who votes, by the way? The you college, know exactly. The college football committee? Yes. There's, is, that, is that like the group of people that Ray Ray Mickle Rathbay had to uh, 
get a scholarship back no it's totally (laughs) changed now it's like representatives from conferences from schools from yeah they're like you didn't expect a ray ray mcclathbed i I never expect a ray ray Always Put that on the poll. Do you know who Ray Ray Micklerathby is? This will really test our audience. <laughs> a freaking Clemson safety um, from the I saw early something. 2000s. Hold on, I saw something about that. Just a little quick tangent, and I forget what it was. Oh, that uh, famous jazz musician, jazz bass player Marcus Miller was the writer of the score of that. Just a little fun fact for you, if you're a jazz that, bassist like yeah. myself. Well, that was a really fun fact for <laughs> yeah. exactly three people. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of us. <laughs> you being one of them. I'm hardly a jazz bassist, though. So. Well, I play jazz bass sometimes, and I own a jazz bass. There you go. The upright one you're talking about. No. Marcus Miller did not play an upright one. He Put played the, a Fender jazz bass. Is a jazz bass an upright bass? Yes or no? Put it on the poll. Uh, Deion Sanders. Maybe you know. Maybe you know that name. Yes? Yes. Uh, sticking kind Scum. of with college football here. It'll be pro football adjacent soon enough. But Deion Sanders uh, was the coach of Jackson State, a Division II uh, HBCU college football program. Mm. And he has taken, in just, I think, two years, he has taken that program from, I mean, a Division II football school to now, I, I mean, it's highlighted. They're getting televised games. They're, I believe they're undefeated, if not have a very, very good record this year. Um and he's taken that school from, you know, just your regular everyday T2 to, to we are the cream of the crop in Division Two football, which is great because, number one, it's an HBCU, so you get more, you know, exposure to that. And also, you know, you're increasing revenue for a school that maybe didn't have it in, in the past. So he's done that. Uh, and before that, he was, you know, coaching i believe his son in high school yeah became, that's the last time i checked in with him that was no i mean one of the number one high schools in terms of football in america so he's been doing very good work wherever he's coached um and now we got the news this week that the university of colorado uh will be tapping Dion sanders to be their next head football coach um and it's an interesting move when you think of all of the potential, you know, Division One jobs that could be in the market for Deion Sanders, and he goes with Colorado, um, mm. not really a place I would I would expect Neon Deion Sanders to. I think he's just, you know, ladder climbing until he gets to one of the number one, and then maybe pops into the NFL. Yep. Which I don't think he should need to have to climb that many rungs in the ladder. So. I saw a fun, a, Hall of Famer. a fun quote from him today that said, you know, in coaching, you're either promoted or dismissed. There are no in-betweens. That's true. So you're either moving up or you're moving out. And right now, it is, he's moving up technically to Colorado, but not to like a premier, a premier place. I'll see, I guess, how long he's there. I'll see how well he does because he's a good recruiter. But this just in hot off of the presses uh, college football playoff is set. It's like we were we knew exactly what was going to happen, man. We should be live telling you we should be live. <laughs> you, okay, so Evan loves this because he's now avoided Ohio State yes. in, the, in the first. Uh, he will be playing the just much maligned Woo. TCU. 
Hypnotoads going down. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Michigan wins this thing. Big asterisks. You didn't have what? to. You didn't have to play Nick Saban. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hold on. Is the Fiesta Bowl play? It will be played in Michigan, probably in Arizona. Yeah, I think it's Arizona. Oh, I hate that. Come on, let me let me Wolverine beat up stadium. Let me beat up the Texas kids in Michigan. Yeah, uh, feel that cold. Anyway, back to Neon Deion Sanders. <laughs> Sorry, playing in the cold. That's fine. Uh, I just it, it's an interesting thing for him to say you're either promoted or dismissed. Um, when you look at somebody who was hired like Jeff Saturday in, in Indianapolis. Like yeah. that guy was off the street. And, and I don't want to say off the street as if he's not qualified to at least do something around football. But He's an NFL football player. He's pretty qualified to do football things. Was Neon Deion Sanders not a qualified football no, player? he is. He is. He is. I think, I think Deion Sanders was probably a better, you know, cornerback. You know, he was a better player at his position than Jeff Saturday was a center. Uh, probably I don't I've never heard of Jeff Saturday until there you go. So <laughs> I, it's, it's an interesting thing where you know Deion Sanders has to start as a high school coach and he moves up and he moves up and he moves up and he's still not at the NFL level and Jeff Saturday uh, straight off the set of NFL live on ESPN gets a head coaching job in the NFL. Mm. There's obviously the stark difference between the two, but also well, I think that was the whole thing about Jeff Saturday is that he was like a, a, a bad pick. Oh, he absolutely was a bad pick. But I mean, you're also you're talking about an organization who has made a history of bad picks in like the last five years since Andrew Luck left. Yeah. Uh, also couldn't handle, you know, the Andrew Luck situation couldn't handle the Carson Wentz situation. Now, I don't know. Jeff Saturday was pretty transparent about it that he didn't think he necessarily was the most qualified and he knows it and he's just saying, listen, this is my opportunity. If I'm good at it, I'm good at it. Yeah. If I'm bad at it, sure, run me out of town. I don't care. But and I respected kind of him a, for that. I was gonna say that's kind of a good attitude to have. Actually, it's like I'm gonna take the opportunity that's given to me. Yeah. If I'm bad at it, I'm sorry. Like if I'm bad at it, fire me. I don't care. Yeah. You know, and I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm good at it, maybe I found myself a new career. But uh, as Evan said earlier, we do have the college football playoff now. It is Georgia, Michigan, TCU. And Ohio State, Alabama ranked snuffed. Um, wow, yeah, huge, huge asterisks. Yeah. So. <laughs> After the break, we will talk a little bit about some of the news that happened this week, specifically soccer related. We are living in the 21st century. Technology is progressing faster than any of us could have ever imagined. So why are we still using the same light bulbs we did in the old days to light our homes? At Forever Bulb, we've created a brand new bulb that will not only last forever, it'll never lose its brilliance. It will always light the room whenever you need it. Engineered to last for years and years, the Forever Bulb is the last light bulb you will ever need to buy, guaranteed. The secret is the carbon nanostructure filament modeled off of some of the world's best, longest-lasting light bulbs. Pre-order Forever Bulb now at our website at www.foreverbulb.com. That's www.foreverbulb.com. Forever Bulb, the bulb that'll last, well, forever. Now for your headline huddle. 
The U.S. men's team was eliminated from the 2022 World Cup in the round of 16 after a 3-1 loss to the Netherlands on Saturday. Christian Pulisic put up the lone U.S. goal in the match. The Netherlands entered Saturday on its longest unbeaten streak at the World Cup, having not lost their last 10 games. The quarterfinals of the World Cup will begin on Friday. Jacob deGrom signed a five-year, $185 million contract with the Rangers. The 34-year-old Cy Young Award-winning pitcher has spent nine seasons with the Mets, but opted out of the final two years of his contract with New York. The Rangers hope that deGrom can position them more favorably within the ever-competitive AL West. And finally, are you looking for a job because New York City Mayor Eric Adams is seeking a rat czar to tackle the city's rodent crisis? Quote, do you have what it takes to do the impossible? A virulent vehemence for vermin, a background in urban planning, project management, or government, and most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy, New York City's relentless rat population, Hosting reads. The city's director of rodent migration will seek to curb the increase in rats resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic and will be compensated between $120,000 and $170,000 annually. Back to you, Evan and Silas. Quick, what would you do to control the rat population? Uh, like just off the hip, what would you do? Make rat sanctuaries so they can just like stay in one area and live out their little rat lives. I don't want to kill them. I just want them, you know, to be little happy rats. Maybe, maybe it's an attraction. You know, one of those hamster like habitats that go all all around. Oh my god! Yeah. You make tube one of those system. for yeah. Oh, rat tubes. That yeah. sounds like a hundred seventy thousand dollar idea. I. Well, it would definitely cost more than one hundred seventy thousand dollars. I was plus my salary. I was gonna say like what, like killing them. Oh, I went to let's throw a pizza party of the of you know in one of the subway stations where we just leave you know pizzas out because rats love one thing and it's pizza. It's pizza, especially it's it's the it's the water from New York in the dough is what they like. Correct. So uh, you know, put those pizzas out just on one subway platform. And you're gonna get all the rats all in one place, and then you know you just uh, leave some arsenic in that pizza. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, arsenic, uh, arsenic laced pizza. No, then good. you gotta pay someone to clean up the rat bodies. No, that's your job. You're getting paid one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Listen, twenty pizzas does not cost one hundred seventy thousand dollars. I think but that's just your compensation. That's not is, your budget. That's well, you, got, you know, what's the budget? If the know. budget includes one hundred seventy thousand dollars for somebody, to, you know, rat czar, come on. I'd think you need more than twenty pizzas, but but listen, how many pizzas would you need for all? How many rats are we talking? There about? are probably more rats than there are people in New York City. Is that true? See the thing. Remember, that, remember, was it New York City where that guy fell into the sinkhole onto the pile of rats? Was oh, that New York? Do you remember that? I no. think it was outside a pizza place, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> He's a rat. There are an estimated two million rats crawling through the city streets and subways, or about one for every four New Yorkers. Okay, so there's there's a fourth. There's a fourth of the amount of rats. Okay, so you need uh, two million rats. Each rat gets two slices of pizza. That's you know four million slices <laughs> of pizza. Divide that by eight. Eight. How many pizzas is that? Half a million <laughs> pizzas. Uh, no, see that see that the habitat, the open air habitat. Then you put little you put little like coin operated things. You put it in. Mm. You can feed a little rat. See, it makes money too. T-shirts, man, we're gonna have so many T-shirts. He's he's already talking merch, dude. I'm telling you, the rat monetizing the rats. Welcome to the rat tubes. Like, (laughs) I love it. Rats are. Did you build little subway cars for rats? Oh my god, this is such a good idea. I don't. Why would they need? They don't need to go. They're rats. Okay, (laughs) they don't need need to to go. 
and, you and, know, and you know what this does? Then we hire like a rat keeper who, you know, we can, can we can slowly. We you rat, are the rat the keeper. keeper. Yeah, but I need I need someone who's maybe good at, you know, you euthanizing like rats. Oh, uh, so then we can control the rat population. We start uh, we start sterilizing the rats. So you get the That's guy expensive. The, the head zookeeper at the Bronx Zoo is yeah. now the, oh, rat the smaller keeper. one. The Queens Zoo, the smaller <laughs> one, um, not the Long Island Zoo. Yeah, not that one. see, I'm telling you. <laughs> but this this makes money for the United the not the United States the the New York City government like we're, we will now be the rat capital of the world in a good way. That was a speaking of rats in New York. That was a good uh, a segue by you and yeah. a, a better one by Sydney. So I'll go off of Sydney's and then I'll come back to yours. Okay. Uh, let's all bid a very fond farewell to the rat that has been in New York for the last however many years just causing Nine. the worst uh, games from the Phillies offensively, and then is Jacob Degrom. Just a happy farewell to you. You know, go rot in Texas, away from us. I, you're never making the playoffs. You're playing why, against the Astros. Why yeah. go to the Rangers? The Rangers just keep dumping money now, at I believe, people and is not he doing from anything. Texas. Is this a hometown reunion? Because I, there were rumors he was thinking about going to the Rangers before this happened. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. You know, five years, one hundred and eighty-five million. No, he's from dollars. Florida. He went to Stetson. He's from Deland. Interesting. He went to Stetson. Yeah. Wow. And the Marlins couldn't nab him, huh? Wow, that would have been a hell of a <laughs> rotation. Woo! A sixty-eight win team. Definitely sounds like a great place to be. <laughs> well, he probably went there because no one in Texas is going to boo him. Well, that's true. It, it, like, I you know, give the Mets as much chagrin as you want. Oh, at least I their will. fans talk. And Texas, <laughs> they don't give a single hoot. They just sit there and watch. They're like, oh, the Cowboys playing next week. Here's TCU's playing. Here's a fun game. Can either of you name a Ranger? Absolutely not. not named Jacob. Um, I was just reading an article about them, so I do feel like I have a. I was just looking at the roster. So you could. You know what? Actually, still no. Boom. All still right. No. Cool. Hey, that's all I need to know. There, that tells you everything you need to know um, between that division. Mark having- Mathis. Matthias. <laughs> Is that right? Just look up the roster. Possibly. And I was like, who's probably good? Probably their designated hitter. Uh, <laughs> Corey Seager. He's their best player. Okay. Yes, Corey Seager. Um, <laughs> the very same. But Of the secret fame? Between the Astros being in that division, the, the reigning World Series champions, Ugh. Houston Astros, between Asterisk. them being there, between Mike Trout and Sheho, Sheho Otani, Shohei Otani being there, <laughs> Sheho Otani, just <laughs> give me a break, okay? It's been a long week. Uh, but between those two being there, I mean, Jacob Degrom becomes not Nothing. really, yeah. I mean, at least he's not the Oakland A's. Hey, but listen, that's true. the Mariners are in there too. You're so. Oh yeah, the Mariners. Yeah, that's right. Can you name the Mariners mascot? That's the only thing from the Mariners I can. Man. Mariners mascot. I could name Mariners players, but I don't know. Oh. Bowie. No, what? The moose I is named Mariner Bowie. Moose is that not his? Yeah. Name? What? No. I th- oh. Oh. Hold on. That might be the Seattle Kraken. Whoops. What? Oh my god. <laughs> Moving on to Evans. Segway, oh, it is the Seattle Kraken. Sorry. They have the same S. Who gives a crap? Seattle. Yeah. Um. Bring back the super. The United States. Um. Are you happy with the product that we put out in Qatar? You're acting like I watched any of it. Okay. I actually did. I actually watched them beat Iran. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the other thing. Put this on the poll. Did you 
Did you learn how to pronounce Iran this week? Yes or no? Because I did. Because I Iran? Yes. Yeah. Because there was that that reporter that asked that uh, the U.S. captain to like pronounce it correctly, and he's like, "Can we get this done once and for all?" You know, he's you know. And I get it. Who Check cares, the tape. Man. Did I say it right last week? I think I did. I'm I pretty sure my did. dad would have my head if I didn't. Yeah. Iran is how you say it, I guess. Here's the thing. Some sounds aren't available to other languages. There's a reason we don't call them España. Yeah. You know? We call them but, Spain. That's yeah, the uh, reason because we call we're it. lazy. Is that the reason? No. Oh, well, yeah, but oh, okay. I mean, why don't we call Germany Deutschland? Exactly. That's another. That's a completely different word. That's what I'm saying. So you don't always call them, but I mean, this is. I mean, that's literally just a, the name of the country. France but anyway, uh, the answer is yes. I did learn how to pronounce it finally this week. Um, but yeah, the U.S. I, I guess it's an accomplishment just to make it out of the group stage. Yeah. Uh, and it did come down to that final game. Sure did. It was winning in, and we did in fact get in. Um, but then we draw the Netherlands who just took us, took us right out. Yeah. Um, uh, three to one. I mean, it wasn't, very yeah, close. I mean, it's a young team. They're inexperienced. They're one of the youngest teams in world cup history. Right. Um, I had a conspiracy theory about this. Go ahead. Oh. Um, speaking of, uh, there's a really good documentary on Netflix about FIFA right now. Mm. I highly recommend it for people to watch it. Um, but I know that a lot of international sporting boards, commissions are really trying to break into the United States because mm. famously we kind of operate in a bubble because we love our football. We love our basketball. We love our baseball, right? Our Hockey. leagues are yes, leagues. exactly, right. which we do have the biggest leagues in the on the planet. Really, it's why, it's why you get so many international basketball players and yeah. hockey players and, 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 and likewise we have we have football, you know, trying to pop out of our own bubble and go sure. somewhere else. Sure. Um, so with like at the FIA bringing Formula One to now three races in the United States mm -hmm. and FIFA bringing the World Cup World Cup to North America four years um, 2026. They're obviously FIFA is in, in, enshrined in controversy <laughs> <laughs> um, really good documentary talks about it, but I didn't realize that they were trying so hard to get the United States either the 2018 World Cup or the mm. 2022 World Cup. Okay, and a lot of those people were the ones that were silenced by the people getting paid off right so by the Qatarian yeah. bid and sure. the Russian bid too. Yep. So I was under I constructed this conspiracy theory that they were paying teams to lose to the United States or to draw with the United States to let them get in to the yeah, round of I sixteen. Mean, if they would have gone any further, I would have been like slam dunk conspiracy theory. Here's here's the thing, and it's funny you bring up going any further. If we had gone further, mm -hmm. it would have been the U.S. versus Messi. Mm -hmm. Because you. now the Netherlands get to play Messi, and I it will be rooting vehemently for the Netherlands. I want Messi out of the World Cup. I feel bad that his whole uh, you know brand is that he never wins World Cups. Um, but I, I just I want that kind of thing to be over now. Yep. Um, likewise, I will be you know cheering against Portugal when they play Switzerland and probably Spain later. Um, but that being said, if the U.S. wins against the Netherlands, mm. and they wouldn't have won in regulation, it probably would have been a weird extra time goal or a free kick uh, that would have decided it if we were to have won. Um, 
I would have started saying, oh, that's what I mean. So like, there's like this history of, you know, corruption in the FIA, right? Not FIA. Sorry, FIFA, different French sporting uh, organization <laughs> um, that have been kind of like trying to get this United States thing rolling. It's rolling where the most money is. And, and I know sense and it's just like I was just like they're drawing and they're winning and with everything else that's going on. I was like, there's got to be an internal push to get the United States right and I, honestly that feels bad because I feel like not only does it make us seem like a like a like prey like almost they're like got to get these guys in we're you know preying on them to get them into the sport, but it also I don't know. It feels like I mean uh, the meme of the United States is that we're stupid. We're fat stupid and lazy not wrong true, but um it just makes me think like oh, let's just trick them into winning some stuff and they'll be hooked these stupid consumers like and, you know, it's interesting and I actually had a conversation with Dr. Stewart soccer correspondent yesterday about this um, was that it's interesting because this World Cup has been so different than the ones we're used to. We're used to, you know, seeing those blue bloods, right? The Argentinas, the Portugals, the Spains, uh, you know, the Germany's the uh, Germany didn't make the knockout stage. Yeah, very surprised. They didn't make it. You know who else didn't Mexico? Mexico didn't make the knockout stage. They had a lot of teams that were predicted to win and all of a sudden it comes down to like these, you know, tiebreakers between wow, how many yellow cards do you have? How many, you know, what's your goal difference? All that kind of stuff. And we're seeing teams get edged out by that. You have Japan and South Korea. Like to your point, there's a lot of money in those countries too. Yeah. Asia is is up there in terms of dollars. So wouldn't you want to, you know, embrace and engage those audiences as well with knockout stage World Cup? I mean, True. there's nothing more exciting, right? But I mean, the Japan football market is is pennies compared to the United States. Like True, but the country itself, I mean, there's you have to plant a seed and water it before you True. Know, can True. pick the fruit, right? True. So here it is. We're planting the seed. Japan, South Korea, you can make the knockout stage of the World Cup. You have teams good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be next World Cup. Do they qualify again? Do they get in again? Do they, you know, have positive results over and over again? That's how you grow the sport because, I mean, and no disrespect to any of these places, England is always going to have a fan base for soccer, right? Yep. Germany is always, even though they didn't make it this year, Germany's always going to have a, you know, yeah, they, they have, have the Bundesliga. Yeah. It, you know, they have other ways to market soccer, so they don't necessarily need the World Cup as bad as that sounds. They don't need it to grow the sport. It's these other countries um, that are, I guess, benefiting from just this world stage, first of all, and and second of all, maybe something new for them. Yeah, uh, it's hard to trust a a organization like FIFA. Oh, absolutely. Because they've been so horrible. Again, watch that documentary. It, it's four parts. It's okay. really, really good um, all the way back to the history. And it's really interesting who got away with some stuff and who didn't um, I, again as I feel like everything in history is that like the the African delegate of hmm. oh, yeah, FIFA got screwed on some stuff. Oh, wow. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like it's such a freaking crock of crap. <laughs> It is, uh, and it's. I mean, that's 
unfortunately, we talk about, you know, who has the money, who are we going to engage next? Uh, it, it is never that. No. You know, like the African delegate very rarely have the money to, uh, you know, put forth any important games, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking right now, the only African representative in the knockout stage of 16 is Senegal. And they are probably going to lose right away to mm-hmm. England. So I guess Morocco technically also do. But um, After the break, I'll update you on some NFL stories and specifically my NFL story. Stay tuned for a special offer from My Vet Bet. My Vet Bet is your place for betting on the NFL. Now, for the rest of the season, My Vet Bet is offering the Noah's Ark promo. Get a 20% profit boost on teams that have an animal mascot. Lions and Bengals and Bears. Oh my, every win gets you a special boost. This promotion only runs for a limited time, so jump on the ship while you can and ride those winnings all the way to the bank. My Vet Bet, where the big dogs go to bed. Offers are subject to change. Minimum $5 bet required. Not available in all states. For details, visit mybetbet.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the show. Uh, like promised, I will get into some NFL here. It's been been a second since we talked football. Yeah. Um, we just talked football. We did. Different type of football. Different type, though. Ha ha. Uh, anyway. Um, did you see what ha- <laughs> I don't know what we're doing with these uh, Antonio Brown situations anymore. Are we just choosing to ignore? I'm or just ignoring You know it, what? Man. This one hit in a weird news cycle. It just kind of got eclipsed by the Kanye news this week. Sydney, I couldn't find anything on an update. The last update I got was that there was a standoff with guns at this guy's house, and <laughs> I couldn't find how they resolved it if it was resolved anything. I, for all I know, he's still in his basement. I, no idea. Antonio Brown had a warrant out for his arrest this week, and then the police went to his house and apparently got into a standoff with him. I couldn't find a story after it. So I I don't know what is with this guy. Uh, Clearly, he's ill in many ways um, because he is. I I mean, (laughs) I was reading today just a timeline of his of his career and kind of how it's run into shambles and he's been suspended for things before and he's you know done crazy things but I'm like this was the same guy who had frozen feet before yeah before training camp it's a guy that had two sexual misconduct things uh, in one week with the Patriots and then got released it's the same guy who walked off the field and took his jersey off and left the NFL forever correct He's had police at his house before, and he's had standoffs at his house. How is that person still allowed to benefit in they any have, way from our society? Him yet. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wait, because that—that's the thing. I'm like, oh, there's definitely going to be a follow-up article that says, all right, things have de-escalated. He's now, you know, under arrest. Nope. They said they're not even sure that he was in the house, and that they didn't. Why wanna, is there a standoff? They didn't want to jeopardize officer safety over a minor offense. They said so they weren't going in. Put this on the poll. No, don't put it on the poll. <laughs> Domestic violence is not Thank a you. minor offense. That was my gripe okay? as well. Because uh, that was what the warrant was for. Um, in other wide receiver fighting news. Oh, mm. This is going to be good. T.O., old friend of the oh, Eagles. Yeah. Terrell friend of the, Owens. Friend of show. Uh, seen on a, on a video beating up a guy outside of a CVS <laughs> pharmacy. Do we know why it happened? Yes, apparently 
T.O. said, you know, and, and this is kind of unfair to Terrell Owens to partner him with Antonio Brown in this segment, but uh, apparently this guy had gone into the CVS and was, uh, you know, harassing people and causing a scene. So T.O. said, hey, buddy, let's vigilante justice. Let's, yeah, let's, you know, bring it outside. And he was trying to talk with him. And then the guy made some insult towards Terrell Owens uh, and threatened him. So then T.O. put him on the ground pretty quick. So he's like six four and could still play in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. And if he wants to come back, man, I got a spot for him just in case. You know, it's not every day you see the play guy corner. who's been retired for what, like 10 years now? Uh, he's been retired for 10 years. I think he retired in 2011. No, I think he last played in like maybe 2014 or something. Oh, really? But it's almost I mean, he's been the entire not the CFL or the yeah, yeah, yeah. USFL or whatever it is. But he's been retired for a long time now, and we still are saying this guy could probably beat a cornerback off the line. Of he still runs a, like crazy. a sub four and a half forty. Yeah, that's he, he is, is insane. I'm not saying the body would hold up in a 17 game schedule now, but one long ball a game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the Deshaun Jackson treatment. Yeah. Come on. Um, My NFL experience this year has been <laughs> trial and tribulation. That is a great way to put it. It's a new feeling for you. It is a new feeling. Thick I mean, and I, thin. I understand. It's whoo. Is it thick or is it thin? Man, my just my sports experience right now is really thin. Uh, but it's okay. I'm not, you know, saying that I'm not feeling what every fan base in America has felt at one time or another. <laughs> but it is. It's a, been a 20 year gap since then. It's so. a first for me in that I am questioning a guy that we literally have a saying. Uh, in Bill, we trust, and I'm starting to see uh, people say, "Are we sure about that?" I and I don't think you need to be saying that. If you asked five years ago, "Hey, would you ever question a move Bill Belichick made?" I would say, "Absolutely not, and not in a million tongue. years." That panic button has so much dust on it; it's got it's got 12 inches of dust. You don't. I don't think you need to start dusting off the panic. It's got button six su- six Super Bowls worth of dust. I, there's no dust. I, you can't press the panic button on him specifically, but what you can press the panic button on is Matt Patricia. His oh, play man. calling Whew. is so bad. He is so stinky. So bad, and I feel bad for Mac Jones because he's clearly frustrated, and I feel bad for him because he's taken a lot of this heat because Matt Patricia is not the one out there running the same play action screen or the same, you know, a five yard out route every every play. So he's calling it though. He is calling it. <laughs> and and Mac Jones had this outburst, which I was telling you guys yesterday or uh, you know Thursday, on Thursday when we watched it. That's all I want to see. I want to see him say, "This isn't me. This is what they're telling me to do," and I'm so sick of it. And on the sideline, there he is. The short game sucks. Let's throw the effing ball. Yeah, I love that. I love that because it tells me Mac Jones wants to open this thing up. He mm-hmm. wants to air it out with you know these receivers he does have, even though they're not weapons I, by so any I, means. That's what I was saying. He's like, you don't have many playmakers on your team, on your offense. Evan, we are first. And I know you told me this stat. That, in tight end spending. Yeah, that's a GM issue. We are third. Guess who's the GM? Uh, Bill. Correct. We are third in wide receiver spending, but in his defense, he's the king of getting the scraps, buffing out that rust and throwing them on the field and getting results. So I just think, you know, it doesn't have it doesn't it doesn't work every year. No, no, it doesn't. so it, it doesn't work this year. That's fine, 
but your your offensive coordinator is not putting him in positions to win and that's putting them in positions to to get the most out of his here's here's the crooks of it all is before the season started we you know as a fan base we're panicking who's calling offensive play call you know who who's calling the plays because josh mcdaniels is now the head coach in las vegas and we have no idea who's calling plays and bill belichick had a press conference that said you know Matt Patricia and Joe Judge will be the ones that are kind of concocting the offensive game plan. And if they fail, don't blame them. Blame me. Uh Uh-oh. And that, I I don't know if this is like his clever way to finally ease into retirement. Um, He is 70-something years old, so Mm. it would be the way I guess he would go. But you have to know if you're Bill that your job is most likely secured for yeah. ever. I think maybe he's <laughs> just saying that, you know, because you can you can punch that punching bag, but it's never going to fall over. Like. Right. So going forward, because at this point, I think the Patriots have to win four of their last five games to even get to 10 and seven. And even then, it's not a guarantee they make the playoffs. Um, and we got Bills again. We got Miami again. We have the Bengals. We have the Cardinals. I mean, it's kind of a difficult schedule, especially for a team that can't score more than 17 points. That's been the blueprint. Score 17 against a pretty good Patriots defense, you'll win the game. Yeah. Because we're not but, scoring it. But that's what gives me uh, solace that it's not Bill because you still have a great defense. And I mean, he's a defensive-minded coach. He just right. needs the right offensive mind right. to unlock... Mac Jones potential and I am surprised that Matt Patricia was not fired Friday morning. Oh, absolutely. I, I am with he you should there. Be. I think Bill has obviously some, you know, connection to both him and Joe judge because they've coached together for a long time. He saw them off into head coaching positions. Both failures introduced them back into his uh, organization. But now you have Mac Jones where people are starting to question him and I mean, it was just last year. This guy was a rookie quarterback making the Pro Bowl. And I know you're going to say, like, oh, he didn't really make the Pro Bowl. Everybody opted out in front of him. That's still a Pro Bowl. Yeah, that means he was the second or third choice. That's still pretty good out of 16 other quarterbacks. And that's what Josh McDaniels calling the offense, right? And then this year, we have a different guy calling the offense. He looks totally lost. Uh, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Mac Jones himself doesn't look lost. He just looks frustrated and the offense looks constipated because you can't move the ball down the field with any mm-hmm. sort of urgency or consistency. So uh, it's an odd place to be. I'm ready to not make the playoffs, have myself another Cam Newton-like year um, so that I can sacrifice and hopefully get some sort of help. Um, but I, I who think, knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think that 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 firing needs to happen and you maybe need to get like some, I mean, it's hard because the Patriots are such a airtight organization, right? How do you like, do they spring for an internal hire for that position or Hell, do you get somebody from the outside? Who's a little bit younger. Here's a, la a stain change Steichen, and like here's my, like that. here's my guy. Okay. There's right now an offensive assistant that is looking to like, he might be the one to be elevated, but uh, who I would look at, is one of Tom Brady's favorite targets. Mm. A Mm. very successful wide receivers coach with one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL right now in the Miami Dolphins, one Wes Welker. Mm. He would be my guy to go say. That's a really good choice. Hey, buddy. I didn't realize that's here. he was down there. Yeah. So uh, that's who I would pick. 
if I had to handpick, because you're right, it's an airtight organization. Only Patriots people are in. Only Patriots people get out. And it's, you know, it is what it is. But that's why I'd go with. Uh, Except for the two not Patriots people who are blowing up your whole <laughs> offense right now. But well, they fine. are. I mean, Matt Patricia won us a Super Bowl. I mean, granted, he won us a Super Bowl in a year where Malcolm Butler was the, you know, his defense was going to give up that touchdown. Ma- Marshawn Lynch runs the ball. They lose that game. But uh, let's get into the wheel. Evan, what are you picking this week? All right. Uh, I'm going to take National Parks. I just landed on National Parks. Does that count? Uh, National Parks and St. Jude's seems pretty good. Haven't heard from them in a while. Sydney's pocket. Oh, let's go. Finally a win. Everybody deserves a win, Sydney. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> See if I even have a dollar bill on me today. Uh, while we're I do. digging out our dollars for Sydney. Um, digging out our dollars. Let's get Evan's pick for, for the week. Uh, I'm going to take... I was looking at the, the... A lot of my picks have been like scheming the line, I think. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to do that again. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins minus two against the LA Chargers. Nice. That seems way too small. I will pick this has to cover. I mean, as bad as that team is and as good as the other team is shown to be, uh, I will be picking the Texans plus not making it up mm. 17 against the Dallas Cowboys. I also saw that. I understand that the Texans are bad. They just... They were down 30 to nothing against the Dolphins not a week ago. Um, but I think that the Texans and the Cowboys, like the Cowboys just want to win, right? The good teams that go into these games, they just want to win. They don't really care by how much. Um, I think that the Texans can cover 17 against that. I hope so. Hopefully. I, I, I'm hoping it's, you know, Dallas gets out to 24 nothing lead and then they, you know, start resting Micah Parsons. They start resting, you know, Lawrence and all those really good defenders mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, then the Texans can clean up the scraps. Sydney, who do you have? One second. Okay, I have uh, the Vikings minus four and a half against the Lions. That's that also seems like a pretty good bet. Vikings are for real, man. No, they are not. Uh, yes, they are. They're in a fraud division. No, they're for real. Getting by on scraps. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota's for real, and I, I much like you cashing your bet on the uh, Eagles over, I will be nailing my bet on the Vikings over. So, did thank you, you bet Minnesota. That? Absolutely. What was it? I bet them for uh, over wins and to win the division. Interesting. Well, that was episode eighty-five. Tune in for episode eighty-six to maybe hear something we didn't mention today. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we maybe maybe there's a new bracket this holiday season. Oh, maybe. The Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media. On Twitter, at redshirt underscore pod. On Instagram, redshirt underscore waterboys. Or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.